0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hudgens and I'm the Policy Analyst for Texas Values. We are the largest statewide organization focusing on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. I hope you're having a great Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. Uh, get some time to relax, spend time with family, um, or I confess, I occasionally will watch a show on Netflix or maybe even a Disney movie. I'm a huge Disney princess fan. Uh, so long as... Anyways, that's a whole nother disco- discussion. Uh, sometimes... Unfortunately, Disney makes some very bad decisions um, or poor decisions when it comes to promoting a culture that does not promote family values. But uh, happy Saturday. I'm sure you're used to hearing from my boss, Jonathan Sines, who is the president of Texas Values, and he's also an attorney. Um, It's an honor to work for him in an organization that stands for Family Values. I'm excited to be here, though, stepping in for him today, Um, and we've got a lot to cover. There's so much happening. Many of you know that during the legislative session, our organization is on the ground talking to legislators, helping write bills, advocate, testify for and against bills during the legislative session, but let me tell you, when it comes to the interim period, which means we're not in session, there is a lot happening, and it's really exciting Uh, One of the big things that's happening actually today, if you're sitting there in your car uh, with your family or maybe you're sitting at home or maybe you're watching a Disney movie like I would be. You need to know that there is still time to go vote in your local elections. May 5th, today, uh, there are many county elections, local elections happening. And let me tell you why this is so important. When we look at what happened um, in school boards across the state, uh, in places like Fort Worth, Dripping Springs, and San Antonio, um, and the issue has come up in Mansfield ISD when it comes to the issue of. what people like to call the bathroom issue, we call it the privacy issue, um, or or going through passing policies that would infringe on religious freedoms of students and teachers. That's all decided, or so much of that is decided by the school boards. And your school board elections, many of them are today. So what's great about these local elections is. The polling booth should be pretty close to your house. Um, you don't have to drive a super long distance. But I encourage you, go to the Secretary of State's website. That's www.sos.state.tx.us. Um, or if you're like me, you can Google Texas uh, Secretary of State website and find out if your county is having an, an election and who is running. Do a, do some quick research Uh, on who is running and go vote in those elections. There may be bond elections, uh, decisions on how your taxpayer dollars are spent on really important issues. Who's gonna be on your school board making decisions, uh, not just on the privacy issue, but even what's being taught in in the public schools. You know, we got calls in the past couple weeks about parents asking about the um, sex ed curriculum that's going into the schools. It is the school board that's deciding that. But there are other races that are happening in your county, in your area as well. So we really encourage you, go vote. Please go vote. These are very important elections that impact uh, certainly your local government. But as you know, if you've paid attention to any of the work we do, that what happens at the local level can set a precedence for what happens uh, at the state level and even the national level. So please go vote and you get a pretty cool sticker when you do. I'm not going to lie. Even, even as a, as an aging, I'm not aging, I'm not old, but I've, I've, been able to participate in a few elections and getting the sticker is of course fun but I take the opportunity take your family with you you know take your kids with you show them what uh, the the process is like to go to the voting booth and why and explain to them why this is so important that we get involved with these elections and if you don't have a county election on May 5th no matter who you are I encourage you pay attention May 22nd is coming that is the primary Runoff. If you are registered as a Democrat or a Republican, uh, you can vote in the primary runoff. These elections are super important because they will determine who represents your party in the November election. People, you know, I've heard people complain, "Oh, I, you know, neither one of the candidates are what are 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 who I would want to be in office." Well, actually, who the candidates are are decided in elections like the primary runoff so you have the opportunity uh to decide who's going to represent you uh your your party in congressional races uh when it comes to even we've got judicial races y'all the the judicial races are so important because we can have a law If it's challenged or or if there's an important court case, the courts have a say on those issues. So it's really important that you pay attention to that. And there's a great website you can go to, freevotersguide.com. That's freevotersguide.com. And many of those races are on that website. You can find out. More information, I know when I uh, voted in the primary and when I vote in the runoff, I'm going to be going to that website myself (laughs) looking to see who these candidates are, where they stand on the issues. You know, sometimes, especially in the primaries, uh, you're looking at two candidates that both claim, you know, for instance, to be conservative. Well, how do you know which one's more conservative than the other? If you go to freevotersguide.com, you can find out, well, who's endorsing them? Where is their where is their uh, campaign money going to? Who is donating to their campaign? When they're asked about certain issues like life, marriage, religious freedom, how do they answer? You know, what do they look like side by side? Going to that website is going to be super helpful. I know it was helpful for me and so many other Texans. So I encourage you, freevotersguide.com, dot uh, Check it out and early voting. Uh, maybe you made plans on May twenty second. That's okay. Early voting will start on May 14th, go from May 14th to May 18th. Really important. Um, and again, if, if today you're sitting on your couch and you're going, oh, my goodness, I need to go vote in the local election, you can go to sos.state.tx.us to find out the elections. And, and speaking of SOS, uh, which stands for Secretary of State, um, of course, we were talking about the state level. Now... Talking about the national level, the nation now has a new Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo was the former CIA director. He had been confirmed by the Senate. He actually already took a trip to Israel and Jordan, and the official swearing-in happened on, I believe, just this week happened, and I don't know if you were paying attention. I th- I believe we posted something on our Facebook page. I know that Family Research Council was talking about it as as well. Mike Pompeo was asked specifically about where he stood on the marriage issue uh, when he was in the Senate confirmation hearings, and I have to say the Democratic senator was was very uh, persistent on saying, you know, where do you stand on this issue? And I was I was really pleased. Um, how Mike Pompeo handled that question. And he talked about, I do believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, When he was in office before that, he had stood for that and he stood by his beliefs. He also talked about too, though, uh, I have those beliefs, but I also work with people who don't share those same beliefs. And it's been proven uh, even, and he even gave statistics of how, as a CIA director, the complaints when it came to the LGBT issues, um, and, and, uh, you know, HR issues, those complaints actually went down 40% since he had been, uh, the head of the CIA. So you have a man who's not afraid to say what he believes in, but obviously has created a culture where he's able to work with all kinds of people. And I was just really pleased at how he handled himself, um, But it was also a bit alarming to see how the Democrats grilled him on that issue, almost really putting a a religious test on him. You know, what, what are your beliefs on marriage? And that could determine, you know, what you do as secretary of state. Now, certainly those issues do intersect. But, you know, we don't want to create a culture where you're punished because you're a Christian and you can't hold office because you hold the beliefs that marriage is between a man and a woman or that, um, you know, biology, uh, that your gender is determined um, by God and by your biology. So really thankful to see that he's in office. Um, I know he's going to be doing some great work. So that's a tie-in for Secretary of State. A few other issues that we've been working on, Um, include and and I believe Jonathan uh, touched on this last week but Mansfield Independent School District great example of how um, parents have called our office saying look there's an issue happening in our district we need your help and there was a parent who called our office and said look there's something happening in Mansfield ISD can you help us get the word out and what's happened in Mansfield Great school district. I actually um, know someone who's worked in that district before. Um, there's some some great people. And obviously, if you were at the school board meetings, you hear that there' are some fantastic teachers and fantastic staff. Well, what happened in Mansfield was there was a teacher. She had taught for a number of years, but she continued to talk uh, to an elementary school art class about sexual orientation issues. And So much so that the parents actually called and complained, and it wasn't the first time that the the teacher uh, that the administration had to address the teacher talking about these issues. Well, as parents complained, and it wasn't the first time that it happened, and because the teacher was insistent um, that she continued to talk about those issues, the administration put placed her on paid leave. Well. Before she was put on paid leave, she would asked a question, and the media took it and ran with it. Um, what the media didn't disclose was the fact that she, had, that she had been talking about these issues and that parents had said, um, you know, we don't want this issue being discussed with our elementary school students. You know, really, that's, that's the parents' place. Um, so this teacher was pa- placed on paid leave, That media really twisted the story. And so now, instead of saying, okay, you know, what's, what's best for our students that, that, of course they learn about art, but let's not be talking about um, really controversial issues that should be discussed at home. Instead, the conversation turned towards, well, we should have um, the LGBT agenda promoted, not just promoted, but put in our school policies. And as, if you followed any of the work that we've done, When that happens, that triggers all sorts of of not only controversy but major policy issues, especially when it comes to the privacy issue, religious freedom issues. So as this parent from MISD called us, we let people know what the situation was. And parents came and they spoke up and said – hey, this is where where we stand. We believe the school district was right in placing this teacher on pl- paid leave, and we believe that parents have the right to talk about these issues, but we don't feel that it's appropriate for these t- issues to be discussed uh, in art class for elementary school students. And as a matter of fact, one father specifically said, you know, my daughter's an artist. She's creative. But when she comes home and tells me that she has to be gay, to be an artist, or to be creative, then I have an issue with that. And so uh, I commend the parents from uh, Mansfield Independent School District from uh, for speaking out, for speaking out on this issue, voicing their concerns. It's so important when it comes to these issues that we don't we're not afraid to speak up and and to say what what is right certainly we want to do it in a christ-like manner we care for everyone um and i know that those those parents are caring for everyone in the school district uh But when it comes to to those issues and and what's best for our kids, we have to be a voice and stand up for what's right and stand up for the truth. And so I I just commend the parents of Mansfield Independent School District. And maybe something's happening in your school district. I encourage you, you can call our office, ask us about it. We, We got another call last week about an issue. Another issue happening on this issue uh, when it comes to um, what's happening with the gender identity issue, and there's so much going on, but please always feel free that you can call our office, ask us questions. We're there to help. Uh, certainly we work at the Capitol, but we, we're willing to get involved um, when, when things are happening at the local level as well. So uh, now I, I wanted to make sure that you knew, you know, that what's happening in MISD and what's happening in Austin. Listen, this past week has been really exciting, especially uh, with it being the week where we have the National Day of Prayer. And in Texas, uh, there's what's called the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. It happens every year here in Austin. It's a huge honor to attend. The Governor spoke this year. And also a gentleman named Don Piper, who wrote a book called 90 Minutes in Heaven, Uh incredible story. The man died. He actually died in a car wreck. And another pastor was driving down the road and felt the Lord say, you need to stop and pray for this man. So he got out of his car, prayed for Don Piper, who also was a pastor, and prayed for him. And Don Piper came back to life. Um, Incredible miracle. Uh, Miracles do happen. And just an amazing story, an amazing testimony. Um, and, and he also talked about, though, the, that, you know, certainly he was raised from the dead and, and thankful for that. Uh, although he did say <laughs> he would have loved to stay in heaven because it was so amazing and so wonderful. But it actually really was a process as he was in the hospital recovering from his injuries and, and really talked about how the Lord helped bring him through that process. And, and really, that was a miracle as well. Um, he had to have a n- number of surgeries. Um, they The doctors were saying he wouldn't be able to do certain things, walk, move his hand, and, and he was walking, moving his hand <laughs> right there in front of us. Um, so it was just such an honor to be there. Jonathan Sines, my boss, uh, was part of the team that, was, that prayed at the prayer breakfast. There were uh, representatives from the realm of government. My boss, Jonathan Sines, prayed for for those in government. We had those who represented those in education, uh, first responders, the military, the media, families and the church. So really a great time to to take the time to just realize that uh, we as a nation, one, have the ability to get together and pray. We get to pray for our leaders in the open. There are countries where that's not even allowed, that prayer isn't allowed to happen. But in our nation, not only do we take the time to pray for our state, and on Thursday was the National Day of Prayer where we prayed for our nation, uh, but even our leaders are a part of that. And that's that's just, it's it's such a great thing to live in a state where you have the governor of Texas talking about the power of prayer in his personal life, uh, but also in how the power of prayer had a major impact on what happened in in Houston during the flood and during the storm. So it was great to be there, Uh, National Day of Prayer. I actually was in Washington, D.C. for the National Day of Prayer. Really exciting. Please don't forget, you know, certainly this week it's highlighted. But don't forget, you know, we've got to be praying for our leaders, Um, whether you agree or disagree with them. You know, there are leaders in office that may hold to views that are totally opposite of yours. I know that uh, when I go to the Capitol, there are those that are on the complete other side of the issues, and sometimes it's, e- it's easy to, to brush you know, brush that aside and focus on the work that you're doing. But in reality, one, no matter who they are, they're, a ch- they're still a child of God, and two, they have a position of influence. And so, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And so let's join together this, not just this week, but in the, you know, in the days to come of praying that each heart is turned towards the Lord um, and that our leaders are are walking in righteousness. And I I wanted to read you something. Uh, I came across the National Day of Prayer website and came across a few facts of our founding fathers and how they prayed. One of them on May 24th, 1774, Thomas Jefferson drafted a resolution for a day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer to be observed as the British blockade, uh, uh, as the British blocked Boston's harbor. Um, And the resolution that they passed stated the House being deeply impressed with the apprehension of the great dangers to be derived to British America from the hostile invasion of the city of boston in our sister colony of massachusetts deem it highly necessary that the that the said first day of june be set apart by the members of this house as a day of fasting humiliation and prayer devoutly to implore the divine interposition for averting the heavy calamity which threatens destruction to our civil rights. And that was a part of the proclamation that they made and uh, the resolution that they, that they passed, uh, in the Virginia house of Burgess. And listen, you know, 1774, this was before, um, 1776. So this was when the British were coming in, they were invading, they inv- they were invading Boston and Thomas Jefferson. Some people try to claim that Thomas Jefferson was a deist, but I, I find that a leader who, uh, drafts a res- a resolution for a day of fasting and prayer is is certainly not just a deist but they actually believe in god and believe that that prayer would have an impact on what was happening with with the british coming and invading the nation and, and it wasn't a nation just yet but it was it was uh becoming one and so um you know, just really neat to to see that uh, on the National Day of Prayer website. George Washington wrote in his diary. Uh, I I note, noted that that on June 1st, 1774, the same day uh, that the Virginia House of Burgess passed passed the resolution by Jefferson, uh, he said went to church, fasted all day. <laughs> so if who knew that George Washington could make something uh, worthy of a tweet, but but it's true i mean certainly he did much more than that but it the the sentence is just so short and direct to the point went to church fasted all day and i believe that washington knew that there would be an impact of him taking the time to set aside to be at church to be fasting and to be praying for for america uh, as that was happening so wanted to share that fun fact i love history i was actually a history minor so i love finding uh, what happened in history? I believe if we know our history, then we can we can learn from it. Um, it's so important, and it's just fascinating to think about what our founding fathers were going through during you know 1774 uh, and and really struggling as they you know were at the beginnings of becoming their own na- our our nation as it is today. So um, just some fun facts there. Also wanted to update you. Um, this is some some really sad news. But Alfie Evans, you may have seen on social media, a little boy uh, with a condition in London Hospital was receiving uh, treatment, and he was taken off the life support uh, by the doctors, even though his parents wanted him to stay on. And as a matter of fact, when they took little Alfie off of life support, he actually survived three days after that. The the doctors were saying, you know, I, I think it was they were expecting him to survive maybe minutes, um, if not hours, but he he survived days after, but then passed away. And and let me tell you, how tragic this was. Very similar to the Charlie Gard case, where parents are saying we want this treatment for our child, the the hospital is saying no, we're taking them off life support, and then in the case of Alfie. There was uh, the Italian government granted Alfie citizenship to be able to come to Italy as a citizen and to be treated. The Vatican also reached out and said, he can come to our hospital. We'll provide the transportation. There were donors who gave so that the costs could be covered. All that was needed was for this hospital to say, okay. But the hospital and the courts in England had so much authority That they said no, not only could Alfie not leave, his parents couldn't take him out of the hospital. That's how much authority the hospital and the courts had over this little boy. And he died because of it. Talk about a tragic case. What's really sad, though, is that there are actually similar laws in the state of Texas there's what's known as the 10-day law and our friends at texas right to life have talked about this um there there's been a case where uh, there was a gentleman in in houston who wanted to be uh, wanted to to live um but the hospital took took him off off life uh saving devices and he died so you think of the tragic case of alfie evans What's happening right here in the state of Texas? So I encourage you, our Texas, our friends at Texas Right to Life have been talking about this issue. It's very important that we pass legislation to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the state of Texas. So important information for you there. I encourage you, if if you want to learn more about the work that we're doing at Texas Values, you can go to our website, txvalues.org. That's txvalues.org dot org. We are a pro-life, pro-family, pro-religious liberty organization. Um, we're coming to the end of our fiscal year. Our fiscal year ends in June. And so if you If you feel inclined, uh, we're a nonprofit organization, a 501c3. You can donate to our work at txvalues.org. But before I go, I wanted to make two quick announcements. One, if you're a delegate going to the Republican convention, please stop by our booth. We're going to have a huge booth. Um, I joke that, well, I really did. I tried to convince our staff that we should have puppies at our booth to attract people. But uh, I I think I was voted down on that one. I don't think they're going to let the puppy. Come in, but we're still going to have an awesome booth. Come by; um, it's we're going to do it with the Texas Homeschool Coalition, and I hear that our booth is by Senator Ted Cruz, B- Cruz's booth. Um, so please stop by our booth, say hello. We'd love to say hi to you, hear about um, you and your family, and where you stay where uh, you know where you are on on what's happening at the Republican Convention. It'd be great to have a chat with you. And then also um, wanted to make a quick announcement, too, that actually today is what's known as the March for Freedom. And it's a group of former LGBT um, people who struggled with with uh, homosexuality, gender identity issues. And because they've come to Christ, they know Christ, and they know his freedom, they've decided to march in Washington uh, to talk about what God's done in their life. And I think it's pretty awesome that they're doing that. Um, what's really sad is in the state of California, if if you're you know a counselor or a church selling materials um, about what God thinks about the LGBT issues, you actually can be fined in the state of California. So really sad that that's happening there. But I'm I'm glad to see that um, that there's a group of people there in Washington D.C. talking about the freedom of Christ and what He's done in their life. So um, hats off to them, and. I think I covered everything. I had a whole list of things I wanted to cover, covered the whole thing here on the Texas Values Report. Jonathan Sine should be here next week. I know he's going to have a great update for you. Don't forget to go vote uh, on May 5th and on the May 22nd uh, primary runoff. So with all that said, have a great Saturday.